0: This is Emmett And Jessica. And you're listening to the Friendly Atheist Podcast. Please go to patreon.com slash friendlyatheistpodcast to support this show. Five bucks a month will get you bonus episodes and ad-free episodes, and we appreciate you. And I want to give a shout-out to some of our more recent uh, $5 or more uh, Patreon supporters. They include H. Ray, Eduardo A., Lucas J., Shannon C., Amanda J., Slightly Sarcastic Teacher... Troy A, Scott T, Eric G.
1: Troy Aikman?
0: Yes. Defenestrati, I know R, and Anna K. Thank you so much for your support. We really appreciate it. Anna Karenina? It. Yes. You have it correct. It's
1: really embarrassing how few of those I can pull up, because I really do try every time to try to <laughs> think of a thing, and I came up with two, and one of them was Anna Karenina, and I'm not sure who Troy Aikman is.
0: Uh, He is <laughs> probably... He probably... Football gentleman? Yes. Um... I, okay, I want to start out with this one because I don't think people know this oh, story.. I'm doing fine. Did for you asking. Are you fine? Good? <laughs> All right. did you hear this headline that a state representative in Texas was kicked out of the state legislature?
1: I heard it happened in Montana. Uh,
0: That's a different issue involving a trans lawmaker who got like booted from talking.
1: Really good sign of the times that I can't keep like representatives who get kicked. (laughs) And then there were the, (laughs)
0: then there were the three in Tennessee that weren't allowed to talk. No, in, in Texas, they kicked out a Republican from the legislature, which was headline news because like, why would that happen? What, how bad do you have to be to be a Republican in Texas to the point where Republicans in Texas say you can't be a, here anymore? Can I guess? Uh, you're I not going to guess I, I, why? I, I
1: think it has to do with like brandishing a firearm.
0: No, no, oh, that gets you a be... promotion.
1: I <laughs> mean, I truly thought he was like bodily trying to harm somebody with a gun. I bodily guess...
0: harm, we'll get back to. Oh with boy. a gun, no.
1: He sexually assaulted somebody. During... Getting warmer. During proceedings, uh, getting he grabbed a boob of a woman as she was trying to read the laws. I don't well, know so what they do I'll give, you,
0: I'll give you four points. <laughs> okay. Okay, so Yay. the guy's name is Brian, <laughs> Brian Slayton, mm-hmm. and here's what you need to know about him before I get into the details, mm-hmm. and I am going to get into the details, because I don't think everyone knows the details, because I think when I was People were sharing this online everywhere but they were only sharing really the headline which is that this guy who I, I'm not giving away anything away here. He's a conservative Christian lawmaker in Texas. What? Um, and it's like, yeah, okay, that guy got booted out of the legislature. It's mm-hmm. like I get why that's the headline, mm-hmm. but I don't think everyone knows why. Okay, here's Brian Slayton for you. This is a guy we Does talked he about this Brian with an IROY. It's very with important. a Y. Very. I yep. fucking knew so it. So in February, this is a guy who filed a bill to either reduce or eliminate property taxes for hmm. families that have four children. At least. I remember that. Remember that? It was like the Duggar Bill. And basically, if you're a gay couple, doesn't matter, you don't get a tax benefit. If you're, if you've been divorced, you don't get a tax benefit. If you're a straight cis couple with like four kids or up to 10, mm. you could get these giant tax cuts. And he up said, up to 10. I do like up to 10 a ceiling. There is a ceiling of 10. <laughs> After 10, it'll level off. But he said when he was saying this, his goal is to send the message to straight couples, get married, stay married and be fruitful and multiply. And a couple of years ago, Slayton filed a bill to charge anyone who has an abortion, along with the doctors who perform them, with assault or homicide. I remember this guy. And, by the way, homicide in Texas is a crime punishable by death.
1: You know what? I didn't realize those are all from the same guy. I guess same I got- thought there were just, like, a lot I mean- more... Like a larger That was a couple years ago.
0: There might be another fifty people. Texas lawmakers sure, sure, who have filed sure, the exact sure, same sure, bill. Sure, sure. He he has also called for a ban on children at drag shows because he said they need to be protected from quote perverted adults.
1: I feel like he's taking up all the greatest hits mm-hmm. and none of his other Republicans are gonna be able to campaign on anything. Uh-huh. Like what's he well, he's taking everything? Is he his oh, next wait one is for arm it. teachers. when Lieutenant
0: Governor Dan Patrick Border made wall. similar <laughs> made similar anti-drag remarks. Brian Slaton's like praised him for it and said he was proud of Dan Patrick for quote always being willing to stand with children against those who want to sexualize and take advantage of them keep that in mind mm-hmm. and then he referred oh, to an no. all ages drag show as a grooming event sure and by the way, just to quote you something from his campaign website, I think he was elected in uh, 2021. This is his second term in uh, the state house. His campaign website says, you know, he's a proud Texan, blah blah blah. He has values. These values were formed as he grew up regularly participating in church and family gatherings. Brian attended uh, Wachita Baptist University, blah blah blah. He attended Southwestern Wachita. Baptist Theological, probably, uh, Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary, earned a Master's of Divinity. With biblical languages, he served languages? in the ministry as a youth and family minister for thirteen years. Until... okay, so that's this guy's background. Hey, very conservative, hey, very Christian. How come
1: he doesn't work with kids anymore.
0: Oh, oh, you're about to find out. How come he? Well, me? wait, wait, wait. No, he was a youth minister for thirteen years, 13 years. and he wa- is still, as far oh, as I know, still. working with the church, Fellowship oh, I Church. Happened after
1: thirteen years. Well,
0: okay. So this is the guy who said when he was campaigning last year, I will never stop fighting for conservative, uh, for Christian conservative values. Okay. Right. This is the guy that got kicked out. And you're like, why does he get kicked out? What did he do that was so bad that even Texas Republicans aren't going to defend it? I'm going to tell you the story. It takes a while, but I'll tell it to you. You stop me when I say something that doesn't make sense here. Here's the cast of characters you need to know. Do I
1: need to write this down? Maybe. Maybe. There's Brian Slayton,
0: our uh, state representative. Uh, There's three women. One Mm -hmm. is named Hannah. She's 21. One is named Emily. She's 19. Both of them work for other representatives Mm -hmm. as legislative aides. Mm -hmm. All you need to know is there's two other women who work in the state you know, House as okay. legislative aides, Hannah and Emily. Then there's Sophia. She is 19. She is a legislative aide. She works for Brian Slayton.
1: She's nineteen.
0: She's nineteen. So, so these all women at the
1: age of majority.
0: <laughs> yeah, they're all legal adults, but two of them are 19, one of them's 21. But they're all three young women who basically they're friends because yeah. they all work as legislative aides um, in the state capitol. So here's the story because when a House in uh, Committee on General Investigating looked into allegations they heard. Mm-hmm. They spoke to these three women you know, separately. Tell us your stories. Let's see where they agree, where they conflict. They spoke with Slayton, other people. Anyway, what I'm reading you excerpts from is the report, the mm-hmm. 16-page report they put out last week, okay? okay. Here's the story. Sophia, the... Uh, Sophie, Sophie, I apologize, Sophie, the aide who works for Slayton. She was hired this January. Mm -hmm. Very recently, she started working there. And just to start you off, like, they had a lobbying event in February. Pretty early on, everyone kind of goes, mingles with people. Hannah, one of the other women, says, like, you needed chips if you wanted... To buy a beverage or something, Brian Slayton is giving uh, Hannah one chip. He gives two chips to Emily, two chips to Sophie. How old are Sophie and Emily? By the way,
1: well, I know Sophie Sophie and Emily are
0: nineteen. So he's giving and Emily's nineteen. He's giving them two chips each for their drinks.
1: Capital D drinks. Yeah. Capital D drinks.
0: Alcoholic drinks. Oh boy. Sophia makes a remark. Uh, about it being her quote her name first is Sophie fo- Sophie, sorry uh it's Sophie A in the report oh, my apologies brutal. that's where I'm getting <laughs> that's that from tough. but um <laughs> she made a remark about it being her quote first real capital drink like in the state capital you know what I mean uh-huh. so okay it's her first time drinking all right but uh, you shouldn't be drinking First time
1: drinking at the capital she says
0: she says first time drinking I think but no, anyway no, she
1: says first real right. capital drink it's her first time drinking <laughs> at the capital so Girlfriend has drank before.
0: Fine. So they're all mingling. They are drinking. At one point, uh, Brian Slayton's taking pictures of Sophie because, you know, that is, he said, because she looks really good. Um, I'm going to read from the report. Uh. Sophie stated, typically, I would take pictures of him and he'd take pictures of me. Sophie did state that Slayton, on at least two occasions, made comments about her appearance. Mm. Sophie said he told her that I was pretty. And at a dinner, he commented on her nice features. Mm. I mean, not illegal. It's weird, no, but, but weird. No, don't
1: say things about people's physical appearance right. to them. We don't like it.
0: Okay. So uh, moving forward here, at some point, people start to notice how close Brian Slayton is with his legislative aide, Sophie. Um, ah. Emily tells Sophie, uh, hey, people are starting to notice how close you guys are. Is this
1: the gentleman we are talking about? You have about?
0: Googled Brian Slayton. You are looking at a picture of Brian Slayton.
1: This man is approaching 60.
0: He is approaching. Is he, approaching. is he
1: perfect 60? sphere. I had
0: to double check on the age. It's he, like he
1: cut his hair to emphasize the natural. He's 45. That's approaching 50. That's Wait, a, what did I say approaching you 60? You said approaching 60. Woof. Oh, buddy. Hatred does <laughs> not do good skin aging. I'm going to continue with this.
0: So, no Emily's, like, people are starting to notice yeah, how close yeah. you guys are. It's a little, you know. It's weird. And then Sophie responds to those concerns by saying, hey, nothing is going on. And on at least one occasion, apparently, she responded that Slayton and his wife had problems. Sophie stated that Guys. it was, quote, kind of becoming a pattern for him to call me in the evenings. All right. Guys. Weird. Weird. Okay. We're going to continue because we're going to do this all night otherwise. Okay. So. I'm going to forward to the evening of March 31st. That was February. That was February. I'm going to fast forward to March 31st because that's when all the shit goes down. All right? Okay. Emily is hanging out with Sophie. They are walking to Hannah's apartment because they are all three friends, right? Mm, Not weird at all. It's about 10 o'clock at night. Brian calls Sophie. Sophie says around 10 o'clock when they were going to Hannah's, she got a phone call from Brian Slayton and he invited her to, quote, have some drinks and hang out. And after the call, Sophie tells Emily that Brian called her, and Emily can hear the call. She can recognize Slayton's voice, mm. and she she told the investigators, Slayton apparently did not want to drink by himself, so he was inviting Sophie to his apartment.
1: Fucking groomers.
0: So Emily says now she gets mad at Sophie, one, because they already had plans, and because, you know, Sophie's making a bad decision here. They have a long argument. The girls are fighting because, I mean, friends looking out for a friend, right? Also, Emily was also concerned because, I'm quoting from the report, she knew that Sophie was a virgin who was saving herself until she was with someone special. Emily stated that Sophie had never really had a boyfriend before and was somewhat naive. She's telling this to the investigators. Anyway.
1: Sophie. Forward,
0: forward, forward. Sophie insists. That they go that she goes to Brian. So here tell me if this is a good friend or not. Mm. Emily and their friend Hannah and Hannah's boyfriend Jack are like, We're all gonna come with you as a protective measure.
1: Nice work.
0: (laughs) Jack, the boy
1: Emily, nice work, my friend. Jack
0: recalls that. Time was of the essence because Sophie was on her cell phone with Slayton at the time. Like, so she was ready to go. So they all are like, fine, we're all coming with you. Okay. So they all go to his apartment.
1: I have been this person, by (laughs) the way. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, you're going to go there? Good news. We're all going. It's going to be super fun.
0: Emily states that when they arrived at Brian Slayton's place, Slayton said, I didn't know you were bringing other people. Jack recalled that Slayton was, quote, surprised that I was there. Uh, Sophie said Slayton seemed kind of surprised to see Jack because why'd you bring a man into this right mm. um, Emily says no one's drunk at this point everyone's sober whatever um, at this point Slayton lets them all in mm. he inv- in- offers alcohol to her and Sophie they're both 19 but he offers them both alcohol
1: How old are Hannah
0: and Jack? Uh, Hannah, and G- Hannah is 21. I don't know how old Jack is, but he's her boyfriend. I assume at least 21. Okay. But he's inv- he's definitely offering alcohol to the two 19-year-olds. Sure. At one point, Sophie drinks it. She says, it's too strong. So S- Slayton takes the drink back, drinks some of it, dilutes it with more Coke instead okay. of just Whoa, the rum. Anyway. Wait, so he's
1: not even giving them beers. He's giving them hard liquor. Mixed
0: drinks with like rum and Coke. Yep. Uh,
1: and this guy's worried about drag queens grooming uh-huh. children. I mean, uh-huh. she's not a child.
0: She's not a child, but, but she ain't 21 either.
1: She, a, she's not 21. B, the power and dynamic. And the power is dynamic, which we
0: are going to explore in just a little it's bit.
1: Somewhat uneven, hard to say. All right, I'm
0: going to read this whole part next. Um, Sophie stated that over her, over the time at Slayton's, we're now at March 31st night, mm-hmm. going into April 1st morning, mm-hmm. um, over her time at Slayton's on April 1st, that she consumed, quote, a lot of alcohol, and that she felt, quote, pretty rough, really dizzy, and had split vision. Sophie believes she was, quote, drunk after consuming alcohol at Slayton's condo. Mm -hmm. Sophie uh, stated that Emily also had a lot of alcohol at Slayton's condo and that Emily threw up because she drank too much. Yeah, that's how alcohol works. Okay, I'm going to forward through this. Sometime after 2 a.m. that night, this is now April 1st, Emily's like, it's time to go. Sophie's like, I'm not ready to go. This is Ooh, that kind I have of a been thing. I've
1: both of those friends. I will tell you what.
0: <laughs> Slayton tells Emily that Sophie did not have to leave if she did not want to. Emily leaves.
1: How are they getting? Home? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's on the um, by the way, at
0: this point, Hannah and Jack have also left the apartment. So when Emily leaves, Sophie's the only one staying back. I'm going to so, read Wait, let
1: me paint a picture. Yes. It's 2 a.m. Mm-hmm. There was an impromptu party in the there, um, 10,
0: 10 p.m. was the impromptu party. Okay. Now it's 2 a.m. And the Hannah and Jack, the boyfriend-girlfriend who are 21 are at gone. least, they're gone. At so 2:39 Emily a.m. Emily
1: is gone. So what we are left with is a 19-year-old shit faced girl mm-hmm. and a predator.
0: Not yet, but about to be. Yes. I'm going to read the next a little bit. Okay. Sophie later stated that she did not feel pressured to stay, nor did she believe she was required to be there as part of her job. Uh, dot, dot, dot. She did acknowledge, I felt like it was I was in an inappropriate situation. She explained, this is to investigators like mm-hmm. a month later, in the moment, obviously, I had too many drinks. Kind of hard to think in the moment when you're intoxicated. But now that I look back at it, it was definitely an inappropriate situation. Okay, we're still in the morning of April 1st. Emily, at this point, starts getting numerous calls. Emily, the friend, starts getting a lot of calls from Sophie's mother, (gasps) who can track her daughter's phone and sees that Sophie is not at her apartment. Oh. So, Emily, at 10 a.m., on April 1st... Does she
1: know where her daughter is? Uh, like, does she know where this is? Don't know, didn't come up. Lives? Okay. But
0: Emily's texting Sophie, like, you need to come home. Because basically, Emily's getting all the texts from Mama. Emily says, sometime later, Sophie A. arrived home after being dropped off by Slayton. And that Sophie went to the drugstore that morning before coming home to obtain the Plan B medication to prevent pregnancy. I will keep reading for a moment. This is the next bit in the report. This is this year this happened? Oh, this is like last month it happened. Sophie was asked numerous specific questions regarding what I just told you, which is stuff Emily said. Like the plan B thing, Emily said Sophie had stopped for plan B. Sophie did not confirm or deny any of this, she didn't want to answer any questions. About plan so we're B, only getting we're only getting Emily's, Emily's side of the Soder. story here. I should point that out. She declined to answer any of those questions to investigators.
1: Sophie declined to.
0: Sophie did. Mm-hmm. I'm going to read the next little bit. Emily recalled her conversation with Sophie that morning. Emily asked Sophie, "Did you have sex with him?" Talking about Slayton, and Sophie replied, "Yes." Sophie told Emily that she had lost her virginity and that she bled a great deal as a result. Sophie told Emily that they, quote, they had to change the sheets the next morning because of the blood. Sophie had bloody underwear with her that she attributed to her loss of virginity. Sophie told Emily that she was keeping the underwear as a memento from the night. Emily saw bloody underwear on Sophie's bedside table. Sophie told Emily that she and Slayton had sex in various places throughout his apartment oh, and that no. it, quote, went on the entire night. No. Sophie told Emily that it felt weird to have sex with him with pictures of his wife in the apartment. Sophie told Emily they did not use a condom. Of course not. Sophie told Emily that at perfect. some point after they had sex, Slayton stated that, quote, I'm not scared of anyone else. You know you own me now? I assume that means she has a secret, right, about him. Mm -hmm. Sophie told Emily Mm -hmm. that Slayton also asked her if Emily could be trusted. Sophie told Emily that she was in love with Slayton. That's all one paragraph from the report. All Emily's recollections of that morning with her friend Sophie. Oh,
1: my God. This is (sighs) beyond the pale.
0: Uh Uh-huh. I'm still going. Hannah, the third friend now. Hannah recalls that the same morning, a little later, now we're at like 11.15 in the morning, Mm -hmm. she picked up Emily, the other girl, right, to go shopping. The two of them, because they're friends too. Emily and Hannah? Emily and Hannah, the two other women, they were going to go shopping. Emily tells Hannah everything that just transpired with Sophie. Emily told Hannah that when Sophie got home, she asked Sophie, did y'all fuck, unquote, and that Sophie said yes. This is Hannah's recollection of their conversation. So now we're scooting to the early part of the next work week, a couple days later, right? Emily's in the office of whoever the hell she works for, some other state representative in Texas. And Slayton. Oh
1: Emily doesn't work for Emily does Sl- not work for Brian Hannah Slayton. And Sophie do? No,
0: Sophie does. Hannah does not. The other two Just women, friends because they're, they're all, friends, okay. they work for other Got people. It. So uh, Emily's, I assume, in her representative's office yeah. when Slayton comes by. Oh Slayton made a point of going over to her and said, Nice to see you again. Emily says she was really uncomfortable. Okay. I
1: can feel the tension <laughs> of that moment from here. Emily
0: said he tried to engage my her in conversation. She ignored him. Good girl. Hannah recalls Emily sitting at her desk crying. Hannah also recalls Emily seemed panic and was worried about retaliation.
1: Oh okay. my god! Emily says and all for this pumpkin-headed dude, idiot.
0: Emily says she spoke with Sophie later that day, and Sophie says. Uh. That that morning, Slayton was kissing her and flirting with her in the office. Sophie told Emily that when Slayton went to that other representative's office where he mm. ran into Emily, when he came back to his office, he shows Sophie a forwarded email sent to him that day that says something like, I know you're sleeping with the staffer. Can you really trust those 20-year-old girls? She owns you now. Slayton's like holding this up to Sophie like, who did you tell? I'm saying this, not the report. He's uh-huh. like, who did you tell? Because someone seems to know what's going on. So what's
1: happened is he fully wrote an email to himself <laughs> from a burner account? Emily says I, I would...
0: that was their suspicion because he had that line like she owns you now which is also what he had yeah. told Sophie Earlier that night, right? Like it Here's sounds. The funny thing is, not that, that people weird? People
1: think they're so fucking smart, and almost nobody is, <laughs> except for me. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm the one. <laughs> so
0: anyway, the email indicates that someone knew Sophie and Slayton had sex, and that, according to Emily, nothing would happen as long as her and her friends all kept quiet. So this, this goes on. I will say the email doesn't actually play a major role in the story, but it is weird, and it suggests like. There was retaliation. Like, people were scared that someone knew and they were going to blackmail these women or something. That's what everyone's scared about. Um, at uh, some point, like, uh, so, Slayton's asking Sophie, like, who did you tell? Or uh-huh. stuff like that. You, you should know about this email. Yeah. And she was scared. Now she thinks she's going to lose her job. Sophie does. Honey, she didn't know who sent the email girl. or whatever.
1: Her life has just gotten bulldozed Mm -hmm. by this asshole. Sophie
0: says Slayton told her everything would be fine. Everyone involved just has to stay quiet. Basically, everyone's saying some version of this story, that Slayton's trying to tell these women, don't tell people about this, whether or not they want to say that's a threat or not, but he is saying that to them. And now, I'm going to forward a little bit. Emily tells her staffer that she works for, I'm sorry, her representative Uh, that uh. she works for, she tells his legislative director, like a higher up staffer,
1: yeah, run the, everything yes.
0: that happened. Escalated. And that that guy, his name is Harry. She tells Harry all this. And Harry's now very emotional because, quote, everyone really looked up to Brian. So he's oh, weirded out by no. all this. Okay. He's so not, he's not, brushing he's not, it off. he's not brushing it off, but he's disturbed. So now we're starting to go through a chain of like a higher up knows about it. He's going to talk to the people who can maybe do something. And now, Okay. I'm going to forward now to April 28th. We're getting to like a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, Sophie recalls that on Wednesday, April 5th, Emily tells Sophie, Emily, the friend, mm. tells Sophie, don't freak out, but Bye. the entire Freedom Caucus has found out about what happened. Oh. Sophie said that on the evening of April 5th, Slayton called her and said, he's not coming to work the next day, which is budget day, and said, you should not go in either. And he reassured her that everything would be fine and that you're not going to lose your job and stuff like that. And like Emily and Sophie have now had multiple conversations about mm-hmm. this. Emily says that Sophie has told her on multiple occasions that if she hadn't been drunk, she would not have had sex with Slayton. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, just what, what, what is it called when mm-hmm. somebody forces sex on somebody else?
0: So this is an interesting thing that I am, I am curious mm-hmm. your take on it because <laughs> mm-hmm. at no point in this do they use the word rape? Mm -hmm. At no point do they really say sexual assault Mm -hmm. because I think there's no criminal investigation happening here. This isn't about that. And she says it was consensual, but then later on said, but but I was drunk. And also there's a power dynamic. And like, she's so naive. She wasn't aware of those things being factors. She was like, well, I was in love with him and we had sex. And then later on as her friends are like, girl, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then yeah. she's figuring this out. So again, I'm going to sidestep the criminality aspect of this because that's not the story yeah, yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, We're But not- you're right. It's definitely so, concerning.
1: So here is the big red flag that I see is that he knew exactly what he was doing. Sounds like it, right? Like, uh, yes, you Hold, you're hold these
0: thoughts for a second. I'm gonna finish but you this story. Just asked me my I know, <laughs> I know. I'm gonna finish. I'm almost done here. I'm gonna finish the story, and then we can discuss all the other stuff okay. to do here. Um, Hannah, um, the other friend, understood. Like they all had sexual harassment training for the legislature. Sure. Like they all knew about power dynamics. Right. She says, like, including Slayton knows about power dynamics. So that's one thing. Another state representative. Uh, I think the one that Emily works for, Mm -hmm. called up Slayton. And he's like, hey, man, is this true? And that representative said Slayton replied, what have you heard? That representative said... The
1: worst response.
0: (laughs) That representative says, I heard you, quote, invited a young staffer to your condo and you guys had sex. Slayton paused and then responded, yes, that's true.
1: I mean... (laughs) At least he's not denying it. Uh,
0: that representative had other questions, but got no answer other than, I don't want to talk about this. But what? then Slayton also said, man, I've made a mistake, and now it seems like everyone's against me.
1: It seems like it. It seems like it. it's, that sir, representative, it's paranoia if we are all actually against <laughs> you. That
0: representative says the next time he sees Slayton on the house floor, he tells Slayton, it's bad for everyone. I think you should resign. Slayton responds, I have a plan. I need <gasps> you to support me. Dot, dot, dot. We cut to a couple days later, and at this point, they release this report, mm-hmm. which has been ongoing now for a few. You know what I mean? They've yeah. been talking to everybody, and
1: it's an active investigation. Yeah, I'd say at this
0: point, uh, the house says, "You, buddy, you need to resign." He resisted resigning for a little while, um, and then the house said, "Like, buddy, if you don't resign, we're going to expel you." And under okay. finally, Slayton does resign like earlier this week. Uh, and then, like, the next day, they voted him out anyway, so he wouldn't get, like, uh, <laughs> a salary. Uh, a- apparently, resigning doesn't mean you don't get a salary really? for the rest of your term. So, like, the expulsion wasn't just a formality. It was a, no, we're not rewarding you. You're, you're yeah. out, and you're not wow. going to get paid for this. I will say his resignation letter was, uh, it offered no apologies. It didn't mention really? anything. It just said, I look forward to, quote, spending more time with my young family.
1: Uh, yeah. about to get younger yeah. because you knocked up a 19-year-old. Okay, so like I'll pause blood. there. Go
0: ahead and say what you wanted to say about the power dynamics and all that well, stuff. I mean... Uh, there's so much going there's on There's a
1: lot going on, and I guess maybe this is too reductive, but I, I think it'll, maybe it'll be helpful to, like, let's just break this down to, like, brass tacks and when we talk about, like, coercive behavior. Um, so uh, rape is not just... I'm forcing, physically forcing you to have sex, right? Like, that is one version of it, but it is not that everything across the board. When somebody says... When somebody propositions somebody else for sex, if that person even perceives that they could suffer some sort of societal or financial or professional consequence if they turn this person down then that is a type of coercion, whether that's intentional or not. I think the most famous case of this would be Bill Clinton and Monica Lewinsky. She was also, I think, 19, right? Or
0: She was a legal adult, but... Uh, yeah,
1: I mean, again, legal adults, it's the power but, dynamics, but teenagers, it's, which, guys...
0: No. I think she was in her 20s, not that it matters. I mean,
1: Yeah, but I mean, she was like in the college age range, yeah. I think. Um, And Jesus fucking Christ, talk about a fucking power dynamic differential there, the president of the United States versus a... Teenage or 20 something intern? Like, if she did, she feel like she could have turned him down. So that is one thing. So that's like that one. The other thing is, he was obviously plying her with alcohol, right? Like, this is, he clearly was making her strong drinks, which she complained about, so he could get her shit face because he knows that women are more compliant when they are drunk. So that's number two. Three, he invited a young woman to his home at 10 p.m. He knew what he wanted to do and he knew what would happen and he knew if he was met with resistance the the axle grease to get that thing moving is booze. So was what he did illegal not necessarily. Is this the same per- is this the kind of person who gets to tell anybody if they're morally good or bad? No, this guy can go jump up his own fucking ass. This man who is accusing, uh, it's not even that Republicans writ large are accusing liberals or drag queens, whatever. It is, and it's like, oh, well, look in, you know, look in your own, clean up your own house first. It's a bunch of youth pastors who are doing all the molestation. It's not drag queens, right? Like all of that is like that sort of like giant, you know, overlooking things. This is literally the same human man who is accusing drag queens of being quote-unquote groomers when he himself has obviously been participating in this behavior.
0: Mm -hmm. So,
1: Fuck this guy and honestly fuck all Republicans, but I will give them the win on this. I'm
0: Because ha- they kicked him out. Because they kicked him um, out, even
1: though he did not commit an actual so crime. I should amend that, that we what know the of.
0: when the investigation took place, they said you have violated Texas law when it comes to giving alcohol to a minor. That's oh, a crime. I forgot about that part uh, of it. Unlawful employment practice, which may be the um, power dynamic issue here, like
1: Unlawful employment. Yeah, that employment right. practice.
0: Yeah. Um, And you abused your position, things like that. They said those things could result in a one-year jail sentence and a $4,000 fine, Mm -hmm. but they recommended he be expelled from the legislature. I will say Slayton's lawyer said, no, he shouldn't be reprimanded at all. You know why? Because all this occurred at his apartment. And not the state capitol.
1: That's where laws don't exist. Yes. His apartment. In
0: apartments, uh, laws are off the
1: books. There's another thing I want to talk about quickly, and I want to talk about the bleeding aspect of it all. Mm. Because, holy shit, a a couple things. Um, Hemant, you've never lost your virginity. You don't have a vagina, so you've never experienced that kind of thing. It's weird, and it's uncomfortable. Um... I will say my first sexual experiences, I did not want to quote-unquote have sex all over the apartment. Like, it was an uncomfortable moment for me. And if this girl is that, is bleeding that much, that they had to change the sheets and that her underwear is soaked in blood? Like, I I don't know. I'm sure, obviously, shit like that is different no matter, like, your body type or whatever. But, like, that's concerning. That's a concerning amount of blood. And like, I'm just so fucking disgusted by this monster. Like, he is just a predator through and through, isn't he?
0: Yeah, And and, and
1: he'll go after whomever. He's going after drag queens. He's going after individual girls. This man is a fucking shark. couple additional things to
0: note. They voted him out unanimously, 147 to zero in Texas. I'm shocked by this. Now, here's why. And this is where it's like, why would Republicans ever do the why right thing? I'm not used line. to it. Um, here's my theory as to why it is. Uh, he lives in a really red district. He's run for office twice. Mm. He won with over 80% of the votes both times. So kicking him out, right. all you need is a crash test dummy with a MAGA hat, right. and they will win the same percentage of votes. Right. So it doesn't matter which Republicans are on the ballot because they're going to replace him with another Republican. Yeah, I fair. am curious. If he lived in a swing district where a Democrat could replace him, even though it wouldn't matter in the Texas legislature, sure. one seat. Sure. I wonder if they would have been this quick and this correct mm-hmm. in how they handled this situation. I don't know. I
1: wonder if it's starting a precedent. Yeah. Because, You're like, giving them
0: more credit than no, I want I to. Know,
1: but like I know, but, I'm genuinely really shocked that they expelled him just considering, like it wasn't that he had sex with a minor. Like, to me, that would be the thing that they were like, well, that's obviously not our thing. But, like... This to me seems like something that most Republicans would explain away, this don't you think? Y- oh, so what? You I'm think, you know? used to
0: Republicans explaining this yeah, way. You're right. So
1: what? Like she got drunk, they had sex, she made bad decisions. She said she was fine with it. Later, she said she didn't. Yeah, Classic I'm surprised. I have not. Mind. I'm
0: surprised I haven't heard someone saying like, "Well, the devil worked his way up in, and that's what oh. happens when I, you know all that stuff." Uh, yeah. The bottom line is that a conservative Christian lawmaker who uses his faith to reward other conservative Christians through the law while hurting everyone who doesn't follow his supposed values, was kicked out of the Texas legislature because he sexually assaulted, seems, one of his virgin staffers after plying the underage girl with alcohol then telling her to keep quiet about it. That's your takeaway. That's our takeaway from this story.
1: I mean, at least we found the floor. (laughs) You know, it's good to know there's a floor on this thing. I I thought we were just going to break into hell anymore.
0: I know it's a joke people make online, but it's like the people who decry homosexuality the loudest, probably, like, have their secret grinder account. Probably have all these skeletons in their own closet. And it's a joke of, when are we gonna find that? Right. And in this case, the people who are against drag queens, Mm -hmm. anti-groomer, anti-all this stuff, um...
1: They're the predators.
0: They're the ones you need to watch out for. Yeah. Um, and again, I don't want to... Kudos to the young women who talked to the investigators who were trying to help out their friend until they couldn't help out their friend, but at least they told people about this and got this happening. I'm sure this
1: happens everywhere, every day, in every business, in every government. It is, the world is full of successful people often don't have the best morals because you can't be that successful if you give a shit about anybody, right? Mm. So, like, these dynamics, not just, like, somebody's in power and somebody's underneath them, but that person in power has no moral compass because they've never been rewarded for having a moral compass. They've been awarded for being ruthless. And so these are the people who are trapping women in offices overnight or plying them with alcohol. Remember when Brian
0: Williams of NBC News... uh, I'm sorry, no, 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 not him. Uh, Matt Lauer Lauer. of NBC News. They said he had a button like to close the door. A
1: button, and he used it for evil.
0: Yeah. Um, Anyway, that story, wild and... I'm shocked anything happened. Last weekend, I had my in-laws over, and we needed to make dinner in a crunch. Instead of ordering out, we did something even easier thanks to ButcherBox. We were able to grab just what we needed and exactly how much we needed from the freezer. After that, everything else was a breeze. You, too, can skip the grocery store knowing you have the food you trust and the food you chose in your freezer. I know that might sound strange coming from me since I'm vegetarian, but they have a high-quality veggie burger that I absolutely love. They have options for pescatarians too. And if you eat everything, that's also okay. The food from ButcherBox is high-quality, grass-fed, and free-range. Have peace of mind knowing there are no antibiotics or added hormones. Sign up at butcherbox.com friendly and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free-for-a-year offer plus an additional $20 off. Choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at ButcherBox.com slash Friendly and use code Friendly to choose your free-for-a-year offer plus get $20 off your first order. Happen. Uh, Since we're in Texas, I'm going to jump to this not that type of story. We'll leave Texas in a second. This is interesting. There was a pastor named Scott Beard who was campaigning for a seat on the Abilene City Council. Not that unusual for a pastor to run for office because you have that built-in constituency Mm -hmm. right there, right? He works for a Uh, a church called Fountain Gate Fellowship, one of those non-denominational evangelical type of churches. But here's what the Texas Tribune and ProPublica found out. Uh, recently. They were looking through his campaign donations um, for a city council race. These are not high amounts of money necessarily, but they were looking at who's donated Uh because you got to report this stuff. And you know how we've talked about the Johnson Amendment and churches cannot endorse a candidate from the pulpit. Mm -hmm. They found three churches that literally use their church checkbook to give this guy campaign funding to the tune of eight hundred dollars. The city council with your church race.
1: checkbook, like with the church's money, or like I think, church, yeah, like branded checks.
0: Like if you look at the uh, documentation, because you got a list: who's the contributor, what's the uh, address, how much do they give you? The full name of the contributor is a different Fountain Gate Church, Remnant Church, and Hope Chapel Foursquare Church. Like those are the names oh. of the contributors, Uh-oh. not guy who happens to be a pastor at their church but gave it his individual capacity, but the churches themselves. That
1: doesn't feel constitutional, Emmett.
0: Oh, I mean, constitutional isn't the issue. It's the, why do you have a tax exemption if you are donating? If if Planned Parenthood's name was on this thing, Planned Parenthood could lose their 501c3 status. These churches aren't just endorsing the guy. They're literally handing him cash and they're Mm -hmm. writing him a check to do it. Now, Beard when the reporters asked him about this, mm. he said he has returned all those donations. Oh. I'm going to quote from their article.
1: Got, got Beard, with your hand in the cookie jar. Uh, Beard
0: said in a phone interview that the churches did not know they were were not allowed to donate to him and that he has sent the checks back. Look, we've made mistakes, he said. Every campaign makes them. I'm just kind of under the microscope because of me being a pastor, honestly. Like, this is all about persecution. Sure, really.
1: sure. I do forget that Christians are met with heightened skepticism when it comes to running for office in Texas.
0: Mm-hmm. One of the pastors that, one of the churches that donated to him, when the reporters mm-hmm. contacted those churches, one pastor said, uh, he, he said he spoke to Beard, and Beard said this donation, yeah, I got to give it back to you. Okay. But then that pastor added to the reporters, we need to have Christians in politics nowadays. As if to justify what he just did? Uh, I don't know. That's um, nothing. And also, what do you mean we need to have Christians in politics nowadays? As if we don't. 99% of Republicans in Congress are some Flavor of Christian. Eighty-eight percent of all of Congress is some flavor of Christian. So what percent of Congress? Uh, Republican. I think there's like two Jews in the Republican House uh, in the House uh, Republican Congress. Someone at Remnant Church, one of the other churches oh that boy. donated, said, well, "Yeah, we made a four hundred dollar donation, but we were trying to give it to his church as a donation, not to his campaign." Oh, so that's campaign fraud. I don't know what they were... They were like, this is an oopsie. We were trying to write it to his church. We accidentally made it out to his campaign. I don't know how you make that mistake.
1: I mean, that is straight up and down campaign fraud. Or
0: stupidity. I mean, I'm not putting stupidity beyond these people. Yeah. The third church didn't respond for comment. This is $800, and maybe you think three churches $800. It's not a ton of money, but but if it's a city council race... yeah. Having $800 for signs and, like, Facebook ads, that stuff goes a long way. And I should say, Texas, I know, Texas has laws against (sighs) any companies, like, making these types of political donations. It's considered a third-degree felony. Wow. Um, Now, I don't think anyone's going to go after these churches, Mm -hmm. but it is interesting. By the way, Beard himself, there's video of him telling his own congregation... Uh, i 'm paraphrasing, but like hey, everyone, after this service that i 'm preaching, uh there are some campaign signs in the back grab if you want to grab them he 's literally uns- endorsing himself mm. from the pulpit, and again, I just want to go back Shush, to my this rant hasn't about come this
1: up before
0: I know the i r s has rules about this, but yeah. they never enforce them. All you need to know is they should enforce them, but in what like thirty years of uh the Johnson amendment, mm-hmm. like the last thirty years. They have only once revoked a group's tax exempt status, and that's only because a Christian ministry ran a full page newspaper ad urging people not to vote for Bill Clinton in 1992. Really? Uh huh. There was a lawsuit, the IRS won. Um, hmm. Like that's pretty much it. Seventy years of the Johnson Amendment, and maybe Dang. one, maybe two dubious, like two ministries that were published by the punished by the IRS for violating. Think that's
1: a result of IRS understaffing, or like the nature of the law is a little too ambiguous. Right. This is a
0: fair question. Like, Thank is it you. just a manpower thing? Because guess what? We just heard they're hiring like eighty thousand staffers over the next ten years, and maybe Are if the they, if they, Are because that's what Republicans hate. Democrats right. for doing like you're giving the IRS money. Yeah. We hate the IRS. It's like, well, no, they're, they have retiring staffers, and we're using them to do more audits on wealthy people who are cheating the system. Mm-hmm. But, like, this is a question that I have. If you're hiring more people, do you now have more people to go after these types of audit, like One this type help. of fraud? I hope you do, but we don't have an answer to that. The IRS says we do investigate. That mm-hmm. is their like, answer their stock response to reporters. We
1: do investigate but whether or not we is, found anything is not your problem.
0: Yeah, and but there's no indication that me, any please. church has lost its tax exam says, despite overwhelming evidence, including the ones we just talked about, mm. where they're literally endorsing from the pulpit, giving money to campaigns. Like,
1: Do you think it's that why? the IRS doesn't need any more, like, bad press than it already has? That is a
0: fear. But also, <laughs> the IRS's existence is going to be bad press because no one likes taxes. I mean... Mm because people just don't understand how anything works and right. every ta- everyone thinks taxes are too high whatever but for the irs to say like well we're just gonna not do our jobs and yeah. go after these churches because we're afraid of what the backlash might be yeah. you're the irs you should be experts at handling backlash that's kind of your thing yeah that's like don't let churches you stop do. you <laughs> um uh, you, by the way pro publica people
1: and take Bad we, press. We talked
0: about this, but last year we talked about a ProPublica article because they literally dug into, has the IRS done anything mm. about the Johnson Amendment? And they found indications that the agency has launched inquiries about Johnson Amendment violations mm. into 16, one, six, churches.
1: Comma, zero, 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 s- <laughs> comma, zero, zero, zero. <laughs>
0: churches since 2011. Shit. And we don't know how those in- inquiries, like... We don't know if they went anywhere. Well, do but we know that's how, how those little.
1: 16 got flagged? I
0: could literally... Nope. I could mm-hmm. literally find you more than 16 examples of li- pastors on video saying, like, go vote for this yeah, candidate. Easy, so they're not doing the thing. Yeah. Like, I don't know. So, I mean, if the IRS isn't going to enforce its rules, then it there's no reason to have them, and they should just say that out loud. We're not going to investigate. So guess what? Nonprofits, for-profits, mm-hmm. go ahead yeah, and have that. It. it's all the same Who cares? Like, That's the annoying thing. By the way, here's the upside, maybe, to this whole story. The election was this week. Mm -hmm. Scott Beard lost, and he lost by a lot. The winner, uh, a different guy, got 65% of the votes. So Beard wasn't even close. He only got a third of the votes in a two-man race.
1: That's embarrassing.
0: So, like, even with this leg up right. and the the people trying to cheat the system to help him out. He still didn't get many,
1: it. Do you have hard numbers? Do you know how many people voted? Oh, it's a election? small city
0: council election. Uh, it was 4,600, 4,700 okay. to 2,500.
1: Okay. So I mean, that's small. including
0: absentee, early voting, election uh, day voting. I mean, it's
1: <sighs> so funny to me when people cheat and still lose. Man, glorious. So I hate the Astros. They never do that. They
0: just cheat and win. It
1: fucking sucks.
0: Do you want a happy story? I owe you a happy uh, story, I'm don't I? I'm totally
1: sweating. I don't know if it's because it's hot in here. It is hot I'm in here. Okay, or I'm just upset. Or i chugging red wine.
0: That too. <laughs> so this is a story we covered in Mississippi a couple years ago. But I'll give you some backstory here. In 2019... Um, The governor of Mississippi, his name was Phil Bryant at the time, he said, we have a new default standard license plate. Basically, if you go to the DMV, you need a new license plate. The default one is this new one. It has the state's name at the very top and Mm -hmm. our state seal right in the middle, kind of in the background. You got to squint to look at it. Like, whatever. Most people would just glance at it and think nothing of it. Mm -hmm. What was weird is that that state seal has In God We Trust written on the bottom. So this was kind of a, I don't know what the right word is, cheeky sort of way to get In God We Trust sure. on the license plates without actually saying we're putting In God We Trust on the license plates.
1: Yeah. Um, so, which says to me, they know what they're doing is wrong, totally, yeah. and they are trying to be sneaky about it. Yeah, and
0: the thing is, like, what was weird about this particular thing is, like, if you want to avoid... Promoting God by getting a different background on your license plate? Because this yeah. is the standard default plate. Right. Couldn't you just say, well, give me the other options right. or whatever. Give me a secular license plate. The answer is no, unless oh. you pay the fee for your like vanity plate. And the thing, hmm. so that basically means getting a secular license plate is like a tax on anyone who doesn't want to promote yeah, Christianity. Huh. And so if you and by the way, some people don't have an option at all. If you own an RV or a motorcycle or a trailer, you have to use the standard plate. You don't have any other options.
1: Oh. And
0: if you purchase vanity plates, uh, the background... Uh, For those people, Mm. even if you get different letter number combinations, you still got to use this in God We Trust background. So in Uh, 2021, uh, after this, after they had tried to explain the problem, after mm -hmm. they tried to explain, you can't put a tax on the secular plates. Uh If anything, it's you got to at least give us an alternative here.
1: Who is explaining this to whom? Um, In
0: 2021, American Atheists, the Mississippi Humanist Association and three Mississippi residents basically filed a lawsuit over this. They even argued Like, we should not be subject to follow the state's rules if these rules violate our sincerely held beliefs. Like, this is a conservative Christian rule that works for the Supreme Court. And they basically said, we're not suing over In God We Trust. We're not suing over, like, the motto of the state. We're not suing over the legality of the state seal because federal courts have basically let that stuff slide. Just don't make me
1: pay for it.
0: Don't make me pay for a... They said Mississippi is forcing non-religious drivers to display the government's preferred ideological religious messages on their vehicles. Or if we refuse to do so, we have to pay higher fees to legally drive our vehicles. Um, that's huh. what they said at the time. So it's an interesting approach saying you're making me against. violate my religious beliefs. And isn't that something you don't like, Mississippi Republicans? And
1: It's really hard to argue against because like if they say whatever, just ignore it. Okay, well, then you just ignore it and not put it on the thing. <laughs> right. Like, we can all ignore things. Like
0: And the weird thing is, is, it's not... Why is on on me to ignore they it? They didn't need to change the license plate. Until 2019, the standard plate was the image of a guitar because who was born in Mississippi? B.B. King, King, the blues legend. So it's like, this is a representation of our state. And that like, that's it. lovely. Like, look at that. Yeah. They could have done that. So guess what? Right now, this past March, like recently, uh-huh. a federal judge said... They kind of have a point. Um, the only question is, what's the proper remedy? Like, could they cover up the phrase on their license plate? Well, there's some precedent for that, but then the atheist might get like tagged by an officer saying, Why are you covering up your license plate? Sure. Like, and at, yeah, I'm not fucking this is with where my it gets weird. So, anyway, I don't
1: want to interact with cops.
0: The judge kind of dismissed it because he said, You haven't actually suffered any injury, it's not like you've. Put tape over in God We Trust, and then a cop pulled you over and gave you a fine because then we could talk. But that hasn't happened. So, like, I got nothing for you. So, we tossed out the case. The atheist said, We're going to appeal the decision here. Okay, whatever. That's what's been happening with this thing. I think the judge is literally saying, I don't know how to give you a win here. Because mm. you haven't suffered any injuries, which right. is important in a lawsuit. Mm. But also, I kind of see your point, but I don't, I, you're looking to me for the answers and I don't have a legal answer for you. Does just okay.
1: feel like when the Supreme Court kind of telegraphs, like, we want to take on this case, but this wasn't the case. Like, we yeah. want to take on the issue of abortion, but this wasn't the and case. And the atheists to do it. say,
0: we don't need an injury here because in other situations, they didn't need an injury either, okay. whatever. Okay, so that lawsuit has been ongoing. They just, American atheists, et cetera, have just said, we're going to appeal this decision. We'll see what an appellate court says. Anyway, here's what's interesting now mm. because recently, the new governor, Tate Reeves, also Republican, uh, apparently they had a license plate design contest recently. And last week, he announced, we have a winner. Oh, boy. And it doesn't matter, like, the name of the person who designed it. It's actually a pretty design, but it? you can look at it. It's a picture, basically, of a magnolia flower in the oh, middle. That's yeah, it's a cute. Picture of the state flower right in the middle of the plate. It's actually very classy. It's a classy plate, but what's interesting is the so state like, what, seal is colors? gone. Yeah. In God We Trust is no longer on the plate, Supposed which this means to be the Magnolia State. The, yes, huh. which means the new license plate no longer has In God We Trust on it, and isn't that interesting? Huh. I will say, Mississippi Free Press uh, reporter Ashton Pittman basically asked state officials, like, did you make this change or have the contest? Uh. In response to the atheist lawsuit, or do you have anything to say about In God We Trust? And they all were like, well, What are you talking about? There was a controversy. We don't a know. Controversy. <laughs> One spokesperson said, This design was the atheist. winner that was ultimately selected from those submissions. Didn't even mention In God We Trust. You
1: know what? I'll <laughs> take it. <laughs> Truly. Like, to me, this is the ultimate outcome, uh, like the ultimate positive outcome right? of this. Like, it, I mean, it would be better if it didn't get to the point that they had to sue, but like, this should have been what happened. Hey, Another. you guys are violating this. <laughs> oh my God, you're right. We're just going to switch this. We're not going to make a thing about it. We're just going to switch it Just and switch put it. that to bed.
0: Another department spokesperson said, I don't think we have a reason why. That's the design that was submitted. And I just want to suggest, I don't think we have a reason why should become Mississippi's motto. Uh, um, I did ask American atheists, so like now that they have made this change, the new license plates will go into effect, I believe uh, January of 2024. So like, are you guys going to, Continue the lawsuit, or is it? Are you gonna rev- like say, all right, we withdraw our lawsuit? Mm. And uh, their attorney, American Atheist, said nothing's gonna change on their end. He said, quote, Our appeal is proceeding. Until our clients have these new plates in their hands, the state is still compelling their speech, making them say, In God we trust. Hmm. So the lawsuit is continuing. Uh, so we'll see how that goes, because oh. it's still an interesting legal question with the current plates. And just because Mississippi, two years, three years down the line, says, all right, we'll change it later. Uh, that doesn't actually resolve the legal issue. And I think it's worth seeing if there is an answer, because mm-hmm. what happens when an atheist says you're making me violate my sincerely held beliefs? I want an answer to that. So I'm curious huh. how that plays out. So
1: Yeah, uh, that is interesting. I mean... I don't know how I feel about the lawsuit moving forward. Like it doesn't seem like I get this sort of like just curiosity of like, how is this going to like, let's game it out. Let's see what would happen. But does it feel like the best use of time and resources
0: Uh, for the legal question? And if American Atheists and everyone else believes we have a case that we think deserves an answer, because if we get a victory here, that might be useful for other cases down the line. And if we revoke our own lawsuit, Mm -hmm. when we think, We have the facts on our side and the law on our side. Um,
1: That's admitting defeat?
0: Well, I I think it's you don't get the change you're looking to create. Because the question that they're really asking is, if Christians are allowed to say some secular law violates my religious beliefs and Mm -hmm. they can get away with it, does that rule apply to atheists? Mm -hmm. And just because Mississippi changes their plates...
1: That doesn't answer the question. That doesn't answer the
0: question, and I want to know that answer because if they say yes and an appellate court says that's a legit argument, Mm -hmm. you can then use that to say... I mean, Satanists can say, well, our belief is a woman should be allowed to have an abortion. Atheists can say the same thing, too. Uh, You can't use a religious reason. You're violating my sincerely held beliefs. Like, I want to see that argument being made.
1: That's fair. Um, But but wouldn't this sort of be... Kind of building a house on a bed of sand. If the if the actual issue is no longer on the tape, like the
0: actual I- the argument from American Atheists is the actual issue is not going to be on the the. The new plates don't go into effect till January, and who right. knows? Maybe Mississippi changes their is it mind. Is it's
1: going to take that long to, like, get into courts? Uh, it's
0: there. Uh, whether or not they decide it within, like, a span of eight months, six months, yeah. or like, another thing, year, we is, don't like, know. It seems like but all of this is going to drag Full speed ahead. Just because Mississippi thinks, like, uh, we'll just change this. Look, see, don't we didn't do anything wrong for three years. I, like, no, go after them. I go get, get them. it.
1: Oh, God. I don't know if I had. Agree about this. We're not gonna fight, kids. Don't worry. <laughs> and neither of us I'm, are lawyers. And neither of us are lawyers. That has not stopped us in the past. Never. I'm, I'm just kind of uh, what I am thinking of. What, what I'm thinking of is if they couldn't get what they were after because they couldn't show damages. What do they think is going to change? They, if in they addition can to say they can't prove damages, in the damages also, that this judge says
0: is if a cop stops you because you were hiding your license plate because you covered up in God We Trust with tape, and then gives you a ticket for it, like then you actually suffered a financial that damage hasn't we, that hasn't happened. And so they're saying, we, no, we have to use these plates on our cars. That's the damage. We so don't. It's saying, not a financial damage. We need. Eyes. We're already being damaged. So, so take our case.
1: So they're not. Uh, so when they, when the judge said damages, they meant like a financial damage or something like that's that. That's what Where, the judge said. Whereas they are looking at it more like, um
0: you violated our sincerely right, held religious beliefs." I don't want to go uh,
1: to officiate gay marriages, yeah, because like it violates, and right. that's what you want. Okay, right. okay. Okay.
0: Um, okay. I'm going to jump to this story in I'm Utah. Like this
1: is the right <laughs> platform to explore that question, but I understand.
0: Right. So in Utah, I did not know this was a thing, but I rabbit hole this thing, and I can't believe it's a thing. Okay. This week in Utah, at the Brigham Young University Marriott Center, there was a program called Hope of America. And it is this, like... Pseudo-patriotic. Let's get all the kids from public schools for an assembly. Is this well, Red,
1: White, and Blaine? Are you talking oh, it about Red, some, White, and Blaine? It
0: very, that sounds like exactly where mm. I'm going with this, and I have no idea what you're talking about.
1: Waiting for Guffman, we'll talk about in bonus. All right.
0: So, oh, If you don't okay.
1: subscribe, listen to and Wait, Watch Waiting for Guffman. <laughs> it's the best movie of all time. So, yeah,
0: it's participating students, and they bring together, like, fifth graders from across the uh, area. They sing songs of hope, patriotism, and service. Uh, it's it's okay. like saying the Pledge of Allegiance. It's mindless flag waving. Doesn't get into why anyone should love the country, much less discuss the problems yeah. with the country. What age group is this? Fifth graders, ish. Okay. Well, they don't necessarily um, have a firm grasp. I know. <laughs> like if Saudi, Patriotism. if I told you Saudi Arabia was doing this thing, everyone would be like, oh, they're indoctrinating and brainwashing oh, these kids. Oh, but you can use you know, that example for fa- oh, fucking anything oh, in the could. United States. Anyway. Freedom from Religion Foundation. Don't please
1: anything with burqa. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they basically wrote a letter saying like, this crosses the line for a number of reasons mm. uh, because it's not just the patriotism thing, which is weird, yeah. but it's illegal. And here's why it's illegal. One, okay, it's taken place at BYU private Mormon school. That's not the biggest issue, but it is an issue. The event's website says it's run with the support of America's Freedom Festival in Provo. And that group, Freedom
1: Festival, Festival. causes some eyebrow arching. But that
0: group says on its website that their mission is to celebrate, teach, honor, and strengthen the traditional American values of God, family, freedom, and country. Like, okay, so they're religious and they're putting on this event, so that's weird. If you look at the lyrics to the songs, which are on their website, and I looked at their website, and they're like, here, here are the lyrics for the songs. If you want to print them out and practice in choir before you come to the assembly or whatever you all want to do with it, Mm -hmm. here are some of the lyrics to the songs that they sing. We'll serve with all our might, our God and country. And let's shine on all God's children. Shine with all your might and... I love to see a church house where people go to pray. They are seeking guidance to live from day to day. Then, then, it turns out there's video from last year's uh, event. And about 10 minutes into the the two-hour program, uh, guess what? They just flat out say a giant Christian prayer.
1: What? They sing it or they say it? They
0: say it. Someone just comes okay. to the mic says, We're so <laughs> We've grateful. <passed> the Rubicon. <laughs> yeah. We are thankful to the founders who look to thee for guidance in framing our beloved Constitution. We pray that these children may feel thy love, may feel thy hand in their lives, and look to thee for comfort and healing and for guidance. Dot, dot, dot. And most of all, we are grateful for our salvation found in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We say these things in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. I just said it's a Christian. To my list of cool course yeah. names. And by the way, I didn't even tell you the best part. This is not oh. with the religion thing. Why it's just you weird. Tell me the best part? There is a section of the program oh, where no. they're talking about like the melting pot that is America. Oh, boy. So they're like, you know what we should do? Let's honor Mexicans. And then they play the Mexican. In
1: Utah. Uh-huh.
0: Let's play the Mexican hat dance. Let's get a couple. You know, come around and look at the pictures. Let's get a couple kids. Hey, kid, wear a sombrero. Hey. <laughs> Why don't you just sing along and dance? Oh my God! And they found. Oh my God! That. Imagine dozens so and dozens of family. kids. Wait, wait. Then they what? do uh, Japanese people, kimono sashes. A kimono and a fan. Then they do Samoans. <laughs> Samoans? <laughs> yes, with okay. like torches and spears. That was Pacific Islanders. Oh. They also did a Russian stereotype somewhere in there. Oh, they're holding spears right there. That's not. No, the Russian one. Uh, the Russian one I didn't get a picture of. But they're doing what exactly what you think a stereotypical Russian dance would be.
1: Honestly, Woo. my brain is broken because I was in the nutcracker for so long, <laughs> so I kind of forget what uh, like cultural appropriation via dance looks like.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like, um
1: But Jesus Christ. Okay, I have a very important question for you. And and this genuinely matters to me.
0: Did I watch all two hours of last no. year's program? No, no, no. Yes, I did. This is me being
1: sincere. This is me being sincere. Do you know were these kids doing like traditional dances from these places or were they playing dress up and holding spears and going ooga booga
0: yes it was the ooga booga it was. So it I mean it was like... choreographed ooga booga but they're like hey like kid with the sombrero get out there do a little Mexican hat dance and we'll teach you the steps and then five ten seconds later you've done your part Kids pretending to be Mexican run off stage. Next group from another school. You're the Russians. Do your little Russian dance. I got with it. The, it's the second like, act of the Nutcracker. It's great. So
1: I just because uh, I uh. do think there's a huge difference between hey, we're going to learn this traditional cultural dance. Yeah, they are not trying people, to learn.
0: Uh, that's like, what I'm asking. If you are a Mexican and you're watching that dance, you are not like, oh, this oh, is homeland. like my family like gathering. my
1: grandmother did. Yeah, my, no. my, my abuela.
0: Uh, FFRF's <laughs> legal fellow, Samantha Lawrence, said this in the letter they sent to uh, the people organizing FFRF. this. FFRF. said, stereotyping minority racial and ethnic groups contributes to the harmful notion that members of those groups are foreigners and outsiders. While it is likely not hope of America's intent to be racist or insensitive, uh, blah, blah, blah. Like, you, you fucking are. That's me talking. Um, So anyway, but they're like, that's messed up. But really, we're going after the religion thing because that's the illegal thing here. But also, we couldn't let that one slide.
1: I might have to do a little self-examination because in high school, we did have a what we called a multicultural fest. Yes. And I was in the Hawaiian dance. Yes. But I want to be clear.
0: You were trying to be respectful.
1: Well, I was the only white girl, which, boy, I should have read the room a little bit better. Because it was all the Filipino girls who always did it. That was, like, the tradition. Yeah, and I, yeah. like, fucking
0: There's bulldozed a myself into
1: that. Um, but, like, when I learned it, it was, like, they said, this means this and this means this. So I guess I thought I was doing, like, an actual real, because it was, like, just step, touch, step, touch, step, touch. And then, like, yeah. different arm things. Like, this means this. This means sunset. This yeah. means fish. Oh, boy. I hope. I hope no footage exists of that and except it does. If footage exists oh, of, of you? it ho- of me Oh yeah. And I did also Fun fact, sing the National Anthem that year. Hey! <laughs> FFRF hey, also pointed hey. out, more
0: problematic, that participating schools used classroom time, obviously, to prepare for these events. Sure, And that, quote, teachers who raised, raised objections to participating in Hope of America were told that they did not have a choice in the matter.
1: Hope and, of America, yeah, not hope for correct. America. Hope
0: of America. And even if student participation was technically optional... Because uh, you have to, like, sign a permission slip to go. There's at least one allegation that a teacher pressured parents to make their kids join, and all the students had to learn all the songs, the Christian songs, whether or not they were taking part in this. See,
1: also that creep from fucking Texas. Like, people <laughs> use their way to influence people.
0: Yeah. So, anyway, like... And
1: not just the weight of his giant head.
0: I don't know if anything will happen. They sent a letter. This is not a lawsuit. But I, this idea that promoting blind faith nationalism mixed with Jesus, I mean, it's just a horrible idea, not just because it's illegal, but because even if you remove the Jesus element, this is still a horrible idea. Uh, like, yeah, oh, nothing, I know a lot of people do it, mm-hmm. and I, but you're right, like, besides the cultural appropriation, right. besides the let's all cheer for America no matter what. America's and, number one. Yeah, just um, ev- nothing is wrong and don't let anyone tell you anything we've ever done is wrong. Like, that mentality yeah,
1: it's not doesn't good. help. Jingoism is not great. Uh, I have an important question yes. for you. Uh, and this is genuinely something I have thought about for a long time. In fact, like maybe 15 years ago or like 10 years ago, I think I emailed uh, Seth, um, Thinking Atheist. Yeah, Seth Andrews? Andrews. Seth Andrews, because I didn't, I couldn't decide what I thought about it, and I want to know what you think. I grew up singing, which I talk about a lot. When I was in high school, choir was a lot... And my, my choir director, Mr. Goat, was himself Christian, and mm-hmm. also we did a lot of... Christiany choral music, but yeah. a lot of it was
0: like classical songs. Well,
1: yeah, I mean, like basically anything from before 1950 is about God, right? Yeah, like yeah. it sort of limits your your shit. But we would also do a Christmas celebration every year, yeah. and and I've I, I've thought about it a lot, and I genuinely don't know what to sing because in hindsight, like
0: I know these days a lot of high schools will do traditional Christmas songs, but yeah. they will mix in. Yeah. Other faith music. Oh
1: my god. Um I just remembered every four we used to do the Hallelujah chorus every year mm-hmm. and every four years we did like the reggae version or oh the like soul version. It's like someone has video Hallelujah. Oh God. <laughs> It, it, like,
0: I'm disturbed watching that right And I want to be very here.
1: clear how deeply white, I mean, we weren't 100% white, but we were definitely in the like 75% white range. And You
0: put them over the top, mo- don't Most worry. of
1: the brown people were Indian, so. <laughs> <laughs> so
0: yeah. I think now, I mean, I mean there's nothing illegal song. about, oh, no, oh uh, no, Yeah, I think they're just more sensitive to it now, and like yeah. most of the better high schools with better choral programs will say like, yeah, we are going to do traditional Christmas yeah. stuff, but we're also going to do other cultural sure. stuff because you want them mixed.
1: I'd be curious. I know we have um, musicians and singers and stuff like that. I'd be curious if anybody is a a choir teacher and how they Hmm. approach that. I'd be very, very curious about that.
0: I'm going to jump to a very interesting article uh, that was published this week by NBC News. Here's the backstory here. In 2021, just to set the scene here, there's a Christian nationalist preacher. His name is Andrew Womack. And there's video of him telling his Political group, like affiliated with his ministry. It's called Truth and Liberty Coalition. That he basically said, you know, we're in the city of Woodland Park, Colorado. Mm-hmm. And he said, I'm paraphrasing, like with all the conservatives and with our congregation here, quote, we ought to take over Woodland Park. Like we have basically saying we have enough people here that we could. Oh, they're take doing the thing community. that they're
1: afraid Muslims are doing?
0: Uh huh. He said, we have enough people here in this school, at his Bible school, that we could elect anybody we want. We could take over this place. Now, unrelated to that, because Andrew Womack doesn't come up in this piece, but that's the idea of, like, these people a couple of years ago were thinking, we we could make some noise yeah. in this community. Yeah. Um, the reporter here is Tyler Kincaid. He works for NBC News. And he just published this, I thought, shocking article of that he followed what's been going on in one school district for the past several months okay. because, basically, what happened is, like, late last year, uh, there's a five seat school board in Woodland Park, and three of those seats went to conservative Christians mm-hmm. and the question is like what happens now? because I know we've heard about book bans and mm-hmm. like changing stuff but like what exactly happens Tell here me what state we're in. this is Colorado, Colorado. and so hmm. um he basically hmm. wrote about what happens when you elect these conservative Christian lawmakers um, here's and what it they did.
1: in Kansas I for mean, like 2000 s- to 2012 or whatever, we have right? We've seen like, this a lot,
0: but yeah, here's what he found, just to name some they examples. Have to
1: prove over and over and over again how bad they are. Yeah.
0: They adopted a small c, like conservative social studies curriculum. It's called American Birthright.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. It, Basically Ooh, that made me
1: uncomfortable focuses on American
0: exceptionalism like the Utah assembly. It whitewashes our nation's ugly history. Mm-hmm. It says the federal government shouldn't have any authority over public schools. Sure. It, it says, it,
1: I'm sorry, in the textbooks
0: in their curriculum.
1: Neato. And it says
0: teachers should not be teaching about current events and media literacy. Cause like, no, no, just teach about the founders and stuff like that. Telling kids to vote. They say amounts to a form of activism, like being civically responsible amounts to activism, by yeah. the way, Kincaid noted this: American birthright includes Bill Clinton's impeachment, but not Donald Trump's. Just to give you an idea, get the of fuck out. How really? their curriculum but wait, When works. were they printed? Oh, like it,
1: this was a recently t- enough. Wow. So,
0: by the way, the program, the Colorado Did they like state Nixon, board, I wonder. Or do the they just state, sort of forget? The state board of education has already literally called out this curriculum, said it's unfit for students. Huh. They rejected it as extreme. They said if any school district adopts this program, it would have quote. Damaging and lasting effects on the civic knowledge of students and their capacity to engage in civic reasoning and deliberation. Whoa. And that is this conservative not... school district was like, bring it on. So there's one problem. Whoa. Then we move on. The school board president, one of the conservatives, he starts. Board meetings with Christian prayers, Got may it. the Lord bless us and keep us, yada, yada, yada. Um, according to Colorado Public Radio, he has used his official board email address to proselytize, invite fellow board members to join his church, and accept Jesus as their Savior. Oh, by the do way... Do you think
1: it's form letters, or do you think he like types up individual discreet emails It has to, to be copy-paste with the, you think, the uh, Bible co- verses and all faster? that.
0: They, the same board, Mm. they approved a charter school for their community, which is within their purview, but they did not go through the motions of making sure the public was informed about it beforehand. They, like, said, like, I'm quoting, like, they went to a closed session. They did it after everyone had left the meeting. They're like, are we approving this thing? Yeah. Okay, fine. Like, they didn't announce it ahead of time so the public could weigh in. And, like, there's an ongoing fight over whether they did that correctly. The same board, as Jessica runs off to fix Dottie, they imposed a gag order and fired teachers who criticized any of these moves publicly. Wait, it gets worse. The newly hired superintendent, who was like a buddy of the conservatives, decided he wasn't going to apply for grants worth up to $1.2 million, and these grants had previously covered the salaries of 15 counselors and social workers. Why didn't the new superintendent want to to get that free money and Seven apply pastors. for the grant. He said he wanted to focus on academics, not emotions. And all what? the teachers are like, you can't neglect the emotional aspect. If the kids don't have an emotional core or someone to talk to, they can't focus on their academics.
1: Like, okay, I think we have gone so far down the rabbit hole of this sort of like toxic masculinity mentality, this individualism mentality. And it's so upsetting to me that pe- these people see emotions as inherently and negative. And emotions
0: just being like, I need to talk to a counselor about something. I'm stressed.
1: Like, I'm sad. I'm this isn't, happy. This I'm isn't confused. I had a bad day.
0: This could be something's going on at home that's preventing me from studying and I want to talk to someone who can help I me with ju-
1: it. Just like this sort of willful neglect of the fact that emotions exist that teenagers in particularly are not in particular are not good at regulating their emotions cuz their fucking prefrontal cortex hasn't developed like i just i it's it's so it's as scary to me as this sort of like war against history and book banning this sort of uh like masculinization of everything of like emotions are bad we operate only on sound cold logic but they believe that they don't have emotions, so any thing they think, they think they got there logically, right? Like, they don't admit that, like, I was mad, so I did this. It was, oh, well, this needed to be done, so I kicked the door. The door wouldn't close, so I fucking kicked it. What else would I do? You have emotions. Anger isn't an emotion. Right. Like, it's just, so, like, as if emotions are something we can or should repress. What the fuck is wrong with these people? Why are emotions I'm not bad? done yet. So I'm then. Mad,
0: look how much fun They're Having. I'll get mad after I'm done. So, a lot of the school district employees are now heading for the exit, which is the problem. And by the way, they got a raise as if that's going to make them stay. But I just—they got an eight percent raise. What? This is the school board saying, "Look, we want to. We're doing. We're helping you out." And they're still leaving because look at who's in charge and what they're doing. Doesn't at least four. At least people? four of the district's top administrators have quit because of the board's policy changes. Yeah. Nearly forty four zero. Near forty percent of the high school's professional staff has said they're not going to come back next year, according to one administrator in the district. Because, I mean, why not? There's no accountability. Conservatives on the school board don't give a shit about what they have to say. Um, By the way, when one...
1: State-level politics on this, like in terms of...
0: The state can't stop what these... Local people because they're are elected doing officials right. And, okay. When one board member resigned after these conservatives took over the district, he could have been replaced by someone with a like strong background in education, someone with who the gives track a track record. Shit about somebody with education. Nope he was he was replaced by someone who had donated to the campaign of one of the other right wing board members. But they
1: don't like pay to play politics, Never. right? I'm Never. confused about what they like. Here's don't like. what's
0: Um, by the way, when the superintendent resigned for the same thing, like I'm protest, like. You're not letting me do anything here. i got to teach these kids. You're not letting me do it. So he resigned. He was replaced by another guy who works with all these people. And here's what else is happening. Usually, if you're going to hire a superintendent, you get the public's input. Mm -hmm. You have a public interview. Things like that. How long was the meeting to discuss his possible uh, new job? Eight minutes. And guess what? It happened in, like, a closed-door setting at the administrative building, like, during a school board meeting no or something,
1: access.
0: Tyler Kincaid, the reporter, uh, like, local newspapers were trying to get access to the surveillance cameras. Like, we want to <gasps> see that, that footage of their little discussion where they hired the new guy. Yeah. And they're in court trying to get it. Somehow, Tyler Kincaid got the video anyway.
1: Was there audio?
0: Uh, there's no audio. But own, the, they But you can see maniacally? the three board members... And then the new superintendent that they're trying to hire just kind of huddled together in an office for a few minutes. Yeah. You could see the evil laughter. No, and then the guy was hired two days later. And that's it. Like, at and this point... point, this is point, a
1: made-up job or this is an existing This is the
0: superintendent. Jesus Christ. And, like, it's so bad that even out-Republicans are complaining about this. This is one guy that they spoke to, that the reporter spoke to. He described himself... I'm quoting, as a staunch Republican and very capitalistic, this is what this guy said about the school board. They clearly are willing to sacrifice the public school and to put students presently in the public school through years of disarray Mm. to drive home their ideological beliefs. It's a travesty. Another woman uh, who said... When the school board adopted that American birthright curriculum, Mm -hmm. she said they're trying to push a certain agenda down to these kids. I'm a conservative, but I am not against my kids learning something they disagree with. They're Mm. trying to fix problems that don't exist here. Mm interesting that like you're pissing off those people give
1: people what they perceive they want and then they (laughs) you know i was yeah it kind of when you
0: give mega people what they want turns out they don't actually know what they want because they haven't actually looked at the issues i
1: have a new plan to uh solve christian nationalism
0: go on uh
1: we declare that america is in fact a christian nation yes and then we get leaders from the catholic church the, uh, the the Bible church, <laughs> the, you know, just all sorts all of All the denominations. Christians, evangelicals, yeah. Baptists, the ones with the snakes. Yes. And just say, okay, as soon as y'all land on some tenets that we have to live by as a Christian nation, then we will go ahead mm-hmm. and do that. Listen, and you had like let me them put fight them for the rest of the world. You
0: had me put them all in a room with snakes.
1: <laughs> you know when I say I feel like you don't listen to me when I talk? It's things like...
0: <laughs> <laughs> Here's anyway, the, that's my idea. This is interesting. So the next election, and look, school board elections, no one votes in school board Nobody. elections. The next elections are in November. Three of the five board seats are going to be up for grabs. A non-crazy majority could help undo some of this damage, but that requires enough of these people to be aware of school board elections, sure. and there's a there's got to be a slate of like sensible candidates that everyone agrees these are the sane ones and not the crazy Christian ones, mm. and we're all just going to vote for sanity. And, like, yeah. I mean, the, hmm. I had this conversation with somebody who was mad about, like, Joe Biden being the Democratic nominee for, like, president. Get and the thing so about it. So many better
1: things to be mad about.
0: There are. And my argument to this person, it wasn't even an argument, is, like, you know what I like about Biden? It's boring. Mm. I never have to think about what he's doing. Mm. I have problems with what he's doing. I can criticize a lot of the mm. stuff they're doing or that they're not doing enough of. Mm. But, like. The fundamentally, the thing he has going for him is I can live my life without wondering if all the... What's happening now? What's 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 he doing doing right now? now? Yeah. And that's what a school board should be too. Like Mm -hmm. hopefully they know who the experts are. They can talk to the people who know what they're doing. That's your job. You're running for that position. I should not have to think about who's on my city council or school board. I mean... Being a civically engaged person sure. is great and all, but if I don't want to be, you I shouldn't have to be because I don't think they're trying to, like, ruin everything. Right. Um, that would be an ideal situation for the people who don't care. But in a school board election, and yeah. by the way, if you have a bad school board, it's not just hurting the kids if you don't, if like, what if you don't have kids in the school? They're hurting your property value. That's... They're driving people away who are good people in your community because yep. they're like, I'm going to get a better job and a better lifestyle elsewhere, mm-hmm. so I'm out of here because mm-hmm. I don't have to be here. Yeah. Like that's why you should care about this stuff.
1: I have a personal question. Yes, if this happened in in the, our neck of the woods, in 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 your school district, yeah, where you because you have young children, sure, who are going to presume to public school, yeah, um, what would I do? Would you move? Um, <clears throat> or would you find alternate? schooling, homeschool, private school, charter school. like No, would I would you... stick with
0: public schools. But, yeah. like, it would take a little while because it would have to be a lot of upheaval to move anywhere else.
1: That's the but, thing. Is... But
0: the one thing that I have going for that, if, and by the way, there have been some crazies who have run for the school board. Mm. By and large, like, four or five of them, like, ran for the last one. One of them won, but he's outnumbered. So it's like, okay, one crazy won, but there were other people there. Mm-hmm. But it comes down to the idea that, like, I think there's enough sane people that if the crazies took over, the backlash where I live would be overwhelming. Now, if the crazies won and it looked like they had community support, at that point... Then you got to think like, okay, I can see where this is going. Mm-hmm. Can I make up for the damage that they're going to cause by like they're not teaching history? My kid needs to know history.
1: And what's more disruptive, them not learning history or them moving when they're right. seven years old like, or whatever? Is there a way for me to
0: give them the knowledge they're not going to get? Yeah. It depends on how bad it gets. But that's what a bad school board can do. In this case, I mean, I hope, I hope in this community, there's enough backlash being generated yeah. that enough people are like, okay, we're going to settle on a slate. We are all going to sure. vote for these people. Get these crazies out of here.
1: Where in Colorado is it? Is this it is like,
0: Woodland Park. I thought. down. Is I it like this in the
1: boonies? Is it like near Denver? Like what are we, t- those are the only two things I know about, <laughs> about Colorado. Uh, like, Off top of my head, I don't remember. I'm just curious if it's like a small isolated like mountain community that sort of adds a lot of interesting layers right. to what's going on there versus... A place like Naperville that you can move two streets over and you're in a different school district, I guess, is sort of what I was trying to drive at. I don't think
0: it's totally in the boonies. No. It is not far from Colorado Springs, which is, very like, conservative. very conservative. But, um, I mean, it's mm. not far from Colorado Springs, which is evangelical okay. for sure, but I don't know. So
1: would you say... Summer? I assume every
0: state that is in the western half of the U.S., everyone's in the boonies, so... Yeah, That's just me. I
1: mean, you I, truly, out West, you can actually leave a city and find wilderness, whereas Chicago, yeah. you have to go oh, 45 miles,
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then you right. see corn. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to finish with one last story here, because uh, I, this one doesn't have an ending yet, so I'm very curious how this goes. So it turns out there was a candidate in Oregon, in Portland, uh, also running for the Portland Public Schools Board big district, obviously big progressive area. Right. Mm -hmm. And you know, this is a guy who, I mean, this is a big job if you're on the school board for a school district this large. And this guy's name is Derek Peterson. And it looked like on paper, this is a guy with a lot, with a long track record that suggests he's a pretty good candidate on paper. If you're looking for ways to easily get people on your side, quick, Look at his resume. A retired chief deputy for the Multnomah County Sheriff's Office. Mm. Decades of public service under his belt. He ran for sheriff. Uh, he did not win that race, but he was chief deputy for a long time. He had the endorsements of every current school board member, hmm. a prominent local Democratic group. He had the support of other black politicians. He is also black. Uh-oh. He had the support of a major newspaper and a popular alt-weekly. You again? Uh, Oregon. Uh, I mean, progressive uh, part of Oregon. Everything still, here. It's
1: pretty white.
0: It is white, but they didn't matter. Everyone seemed to like this guy, Uh and it looked like he's running against someone uh, who, her name doesn't matter, because basically she's also a progressive candidate, she Uh says, but basically she jumped in because she's just someone, my take on it, she's sitting at home thinking like, well, I just don't want the crazies to win in general, so I'll jump into the school board race. She's
1: a classic friendly atheist podcast listener (laughs) who wants to be part of local politics.
0: Nothing against her. Yeah. Good for her for running. But but this guy was going to win. Uh-huh. Okay, so now people start digging into who is this guy who's going to be on the school board. This is the Oregonian. Uh, Rolling Stone jumps in, and they discover, huh, he has some interesting things about his past that, like, we haven't discussed enough. Uh-oh. I'm quoting from uh, one of these reports. For example, uh, he goes to church, but he's part of it, and he's an, a commissioned apostle in a church.
1: To Jesus?
0: Uh-huh. Which is not weird. He's a leader in a church, whatever. But it's a church is who's,
1: like a regular church. Drink? It's like a
0: fancy word for a church leader in a certain type of church. Okay. Okay. That's not a that's not weird by itself. Okay. But the church is run by this Christian nationalist preacher Uh-oh. who rejects separation of church and state. He Bing calls bong. it a myth from the pit of hell.
1: Bing
0: bong. Uh he traveled to DC on January 6th. <laughs> Bing bong. Interesting. Um also, if you look, there is uh it, the church works with like an anti-abortion activist organization, sure. and he's on their board. Oh, uh huh. And, and this progressive? is mm. what does he think? Wait, progressive wait for means? it. So the the church, the ministry, this mm. anti-abortion ministry, pledges we always vote pro-life and we will defend the sacred covenant of marriage between a man and a woman. Oh, so we're not just we're anti-abortion; homophobic we're homophobic too. too. Oh, so those go hand in. So hand, basically, the reporters, and
1: horse and courage. The
0: reporters <laughs> go to Peterson and they're like, I mean. You didn't, like, deny, like, you didn't say any of this stuff. You're not running on any of this stuff. But also, this is weird, isn't it? Yeah. That you're, like, part of this Christian nationalist church and, like, Do you know you're anti-abortion. Like, and, so, and you're progressive and you're back. Here's what he said. He said, well, I am a member of this church that is connected to a group, a Pentecostal denomination called the New Apostolic Reformation. Mm-hmm. Uh, that denomination is the sort that, like, we speak in tongues, we perform miracles, sure, sure, and sure. He thinks that's this messed people? up. But, like, he says, Yeah, I mean, I'm a member of that church, yeah. and that church is part of a larger denomination. And the guy you're talking about, mm-hmm. the, the January 6th dude, the guy mm-hmm. who's a leader, he runs like the whole shebang. But, like, that's not what he experiences day to so, day. This so is the so like,
1: Pope, and this is I've the Pope, and
0: I work at a local Catholic okay. church, and my church is fine. Okay. Like, I, I don't really have any interaction with that dude. That's his excuse for that. They were like, Well, are you an apostle? He's like, I am an apostle at this church. But like he said, that's a title of respect more than anything. It's not a formal position. I don't really do anything okay. like to do that. On his
1: business cards? I mean, I'd put it on my business cards immediately.
0: Uh, he, so there was an interview he gave. He was speaking at another church okay. just as a leader in the community. Right. And there they asked him like, oh, hey, are are you an apostle? Is that right? Do I have that right? And he said, well, I am an officially commissioned as like a marketplace apostle. Like I'm just a run of the mill guy who has this fancy title as opposed the words to words that
1: they know what they're mean but when i hear them it's right. word it's all
0: gibberish to us but yeah. like he was saying i'm not an ordained minister but i have a fancy title in my church sure. but it's, it's not like anything an honorary doctorate. yeah yeah so like that was interesting but weird but he's like it's not really don't connect me with that guy's politics because they're not my politics so that's one thing what about being on the board of this anti abortion group he says i didn't know i was on their board <laughs> Yeah. But the thing is, like, (laughs) I looked at the list of board members... And they include some names I am familiar with because I write about this stuff and I've followed this stuff. Like Bill Johnson, who is part of Bethel Church, which is like they run Hogwarts and like they teach you how to do miracles in church and like glitter falls from the sky. It's weird. Oh, we talked about that. We talked about that. There's a guy named Samuel Rodriguez, who's like the Latino evangelical, who's for Trump. Uh, Eric Metaxas, who is like a Christian nationalist, who's like... Very close to Trump. Cindy Jacobs, <laughs> who says, like, I perform miracles and direct storms. Did
1: the microphone pick up how loud Dottie's head just hit the floor? <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> Jim like Garlow, Lance Walnow. Like if you're in any group that includes all those people, I can't believe you know you have are. taken a wrong turn in your life. But here here he's saying he's there was a list it. of Christian nationalists and then Derek. And Derek's like, I don't know how I got there. I didn't uh, I
1: Is I, he plain dumb or
0: well are he says, he, says he was added to that list without his permission. and
1: Which doesn't sound wrong to me. Like, oh, a black guy, we got to get him on our list. I
0: mean, it's not outside the scope of things. And right? like, this has been public for like three years. He said, he said this to the reporters, that he was at a church event when he heard about this organization mm-hmm. uh, and they were talking about how amazing it was, but he heard what their beliefs were too. And he says, he says... I quote excuse he says he excused himself immediately from the room where that conference lecture was taking place. The anti-abortion? Yeah. Okay. Um, but like somehow he was never made aware that he was also declared an advisor to the group? Like I it's guess. weird. I mean, it, if, if that could it happen, maybe, but I like mean, weird. I could
1: see it happen. Like, would would you be super, super, super surprised if all of a sudden somebody was like, Oh, Hemet, you're on the like Local board of atheists yes. for like the humanists of Texas or something yes. like that. You you because would be like,
0: surely they would have at least reached out and yeah. said, "Hey, can we put you on this as endorsing our thing?" And
1: so you're saying he is not.
0: He says no. I don't enough. even know why I would be here. Like I don't remember an Do so you email, think he's lying? I don't. That's an interesting question. Mike? Okay, still going. <laughs>
1: made more facial expressions just now than he has well, in his entire this life. This is
0: where it's weird because his whole thing is. I'm running with all these credentials. Democrats are backing me. They've seen me. He's credentialed. I have all these credentials in the public space. Right. None of these people have had any concerns about any of the things we are bringing up here. Has he put forward any policies
1: that reflect that quote-unquote? No, there's
0: no evidence. He has used his... I mean, he was working for the sheriff's office uh, in these public spaces. like, what do you want me to do... Like, I'm not here pushing homophobia. I'm not pushing anti-abortion stuff. That's not my role. Who cares what his personal beliefs are? Okay. doesn't matter. So, like, what are you mad at me for? And they're like, yeah, but you're, like, leading these things. And getting to the heart of what you believe is important. And, like, yeah. the story you're giving us of, like, I didn't know I was on that board. Yeah, I belong to that. Because cho- I, I,
1: he hasn't yet said, I am pro-choice. I am. A- but
0: also, Joe Biden is not pro-choice personally right like that's the thing i don't care what this guy is personally but like also are you hiding something from us should we know about this and is it weird that he doesn't say look i belong to a church that doesn't support abortion but that's not my role that's not what i would do anyway all of this happens everything he says is basically this is all a big misunderstanding Mm. i will say he says i have no idea how i got on that list But then within, like, as soon as the reporters got in touch with him, he seemed to know who to call because he was off that list pretty quickly. So he got taken off of that list. He now says his name and likeness were misappropriated. He said, I am not affiliated with this anti-abortion group, nor does it reflect my views on marriage equality and reproductive health. My view is that everyone has the right to make their individual personal choice about what they do with their own body. I have also been an active advocate for LGBTQ plus rights. Okay. So he's like... Maybe that's true. Like, I, I thought really quickly of, like, Obama and Jeremiah Wright. And Jeremiah Wright sure. said stuff that if you take it out of context, the black church, like, yeah, it Jeremiah sounds White bad. it a
1: quote-unquote anti-white yeah. preacher, And Obama's basically.
0: like, what should I do? Try to explain the black church? <laughs> or do I just say, look, that guy doesn't represent what I believe? Right. A lot easier to just distance yourself Retweets from Retweets are
1: dude. not endorsement, you yeah. know?
0: <laughs> and so that's the question with this dude. And as a, at a time when school boards have kind of become proxy wars for a lot of political agendas, right. cultural issues, I kind of want to know why you're mixing with any of these people. That's weird. But also this guy seems to have a weird yet kind of plausible yet weird story about like, I didn't know why I'm connected to any of this stuff. It was just weird. Okay. Are you with me here? Just it is, weird.
1: It is weird. I am not sure it is weird elevated to the point of us talking about it. Frankly, like, do you, do you, do you, in your like heart of hearts, do you believe? I'll tell you
0: why I wanted to raise this issue because you raised a good point. Thank you. Is this a big issue? I'll give you an answer to that. Just to finish off this part of the story, though, he did say this week uh, he's going to withdraw from the race. He said. Over the past week, my affiliations with various churches have been presented in the media. This has taken a toll on my family and takes away from the critical work that needs to be done at Portland Public Schools. I respect our youth too much to allow this distraction to continue. He also said, because the ballots have already been printed and stuff, his name is on it, he said, uh, if I get elected, I will resign, and whatever, they can appoint, whatever. So that's one thing. And then, like a couple days later, I will say... As of like earlier this week as well, he then apparently told some people he will serve if elected. So now he's sending mixed messages, and now I don't know what to think about this dude. So like mm. I don't know what the hell's going on with him. But the reason I wanted to bring this up, and the reason I think this Sounds is like he's a human worth person talking person a about, pretty
1: complicated
0: situation. I think the big takeaway from this story is like people can and should be questioned and held responsible for beliefs espoused by their churches at the very least. You don't have to say, I agree with everything my church teaches, Mm -hmm. but I think that's fair questions. I think that's a fair line of questioning to say, your church, the guy who runs your church, says this, does this. Are you in agreement with that stuff? We have to make it complicated for you to say all this stuff. Like, we got to make Joe Biden say, well, what do you think about abortion rights? Because we know what the Catholic Church says about it. And you know what? If you're running for public office... Your beliefs on those religious issues should be fair game to be questioned. Like, and if you don't like it, get out of that church and make it not an issue anymore. Right. But I think those are fair questions to ask because I think it's, I want to know what this guy thinks about abortion rights and LGBTQ rights because kids, he wants to be in charge of children and he has the power to decide sex ed and how we teach history and things like that and now there's a different question i know you are raising your hand i'm not at you yet i'm still talking okay so
1: that's why i'm raising my hand i know there's famously polite i never interrupt three
0: other people ahead of you in line so (laughs) if you are gonna say you're in charge of leading kids i think these are all fair questions i think the fact that he's giving these answers and we could you can have your thoughts on whether you think those are human foibles, like those are weird explanations, but maybe they make sense to you or like these they don't affiliations. Sound
1: disingenuous to yeah, me. Maybe they don't. Because I feel like if he was lying, it would be a better story than I don't fucking know.
0: Yeah, sure. But I think, okay, let me back up for a second. If you belong to like an evangelical mega church at this point in your life and you're running for public office, there's a lot of stuff that's fair game and you should be called out on it and challenged on it. And if you're a Southern Baptist, or you're a Mormon or whatever, if you want to be in public office, fine. I mean, there's no religious test. No one's saying you can't run for office. But if you believe belong to an organization that holds a certain set of values, principles, whatever, all of that should be fair game. And again, before... I don't Let's say this guy had no idea he was on this board of an anti-abortion organization. The fact that reporters figured that out right. and had to go to him and say, are you part of this? Because that will very much affect... Like what you decide you want to teach kids. Mm. He's like, I I have nothing to do with that group. It was all a big misunderstanding or whatever. Fine, that's his answer. That's fine, but also that is fair game to ask this guy. The reporters did the right thing by bringing it to his attention. I don't know what to think. I don't. You're like, if you're asking me, do I trust this guy? Do I believe this guy? I don't know. It's all weird. But I do think all of this is fair game in every single person running for a prominent position in public office, city council, big public school district. These are the things people should be digging up. All, this, all of this should be fair game to ask these people. Yes, you were raising your hand.
1: Okay. I, well I understand and don't necessarily disagree with anything you said, mm-hmm. it's weird, it's shady, it does... If he was telling the truth, it reflects probably the fact that maybe he isn't as acutely aware of his online presence as he should be. Like, all of those things. Fine.
0: But... And imagine he's running for public office. How do you not have...
1: Like, you'd think your staff would Google you.
0: (laughs) How did you not Google you? Yeah.
1: Um, But I guess here is my pushback on that. Is that, and I want to be very clear somebody who is like affiliated with a group that is violently, you know, anti choice and, and anti queer rights and all of that stuff, of course, of course, I do not want that person in public office. However, I just like if this guy, the same guy, everything was the same except for he was like a white Catholic dude. Yeah. Would we be reading an article about him being like, "Did you know Catholics don't believe gay people should get married?" Did you know Catholics don't like condoms?" Like, I, I guess I don't know why this particular incident has elevated itself to, like, a national discourse because for, because like,
0: he's running for progressive school board where progressives, but are has, taken seriously, I, but, but, and if he was Catholic, if he just went to church, maybe not. If he was on the board of an anti-abortion group run by the church,
1: but the church in itself is anti-abortion, right? So if so, yes, if, my of, if my dude is a progressive, if my dude is a progressive and sits on his Catholic church board. Does he deserve the same condemnation yes. that you're giving him?
0: What are you going to do? I think it's a fair question to ask. What are you going to do when it comes to sex ed? What are you going to do with all that? Those are fair lines of questioning. Sure. And had this guy belonged to a Catholic church, I think those are fair questions. And I think there would be an but easy way to be say a my church
1: scandal. Like no. we're making it.
0: No, it's a scandal because this isn't just a guy belongs to a weird ass church. It's that he's not just a member of a church. He's a member of a church where the leader was on like. I at the Capitol on January Again, 6th. Catholicism, no.
1: I, I, how the is the Pope it wasn't
0: at January 6th. No, I
1: understand, but the Pope also believes that like rape is okay, apparently, and condoms right? are good, and, and like so the Pope believes in really fucked up shit. But and if I you am belong not, to a Catholic church, I'm not holding Joe Biden to the ca- the standards of the Pope because his career has demonstrated that he is willing to separate his personal like ideological faith from whatever. And how do
0: you know that? Because he's done it.
1: Because he's done it, and right. so what I am asking, ad- and this guy I, doesn't hasn't you're done, not, done it. This guy you're hasn't it. done it. Why has he been endorsed by all of these groups? What is his background that he has demonstrated enough that all of these progressive groups have? And, and you didn't tell me that. I'm not asking uh-huh. you to tell me, but this is what I'm saying: of like, clearly, unless everybody was just like rubber stamping, oh my God, it's a black guy in Portland, which I don't want to let the race thing go completely because I don't think it's insignificant that it's a black guy who's getting a lot of scrutiny about his background. But however. I. Uh, I just don't know that this circumstance uh, w- w- sort of warrants this. Like, I guess that's my question: if that those groups, we have to trust those groups who are endorsing things, right? Because, like, that's if, if Planned Parenthood endorses somebody, <laughs> I feel good about being like, okay, I trust that the on people at Planned issue. Parenthood on that issue. did their research, right. right? So, if all of these progressive groups are are um, endorsing him either they are all just rubber stamping him either because he's a black guy or because they don't actually do any research they just see if there's an R or a D behind no, them, but next or, to their name or
0: because the stuff They're he's done, done, done up to this point has been fine
1: and that's what I'm saying. Are they? They're clearly looking at some sort of body of evidence, mm-hmm. and we have to trust them that, like, whatever standards they set, we have to be okay with because everybody else we're okay with, right? Like, if they endorse this person, we trust that. But this one deserves scrutiny for some reason, mm-hmm. right? Like, if progressives endorsed AOC, but all of a sudden you're like, oh my god, there's all this weird stuff. My response would be. I trust that, you know, um, the, equal, the human rights campaign or Planned Parenthood or, or, or NARAL or whoever has done the legwork to try to dig up all this shit.
0: Okay, so hold on. So we stop there for a second. If a pro-choice group yes. said we're endorsing this person, then I would trust their judgment on that particular issue. If uh, I think why he got support from the other school board members and the local democratic organizations and things like that is because, okay, when he was, it, like, a cop for a few decades, mm-hmm. yeah, he was fine. And they okay. liked him, and it's fine. I don't expect them to go into depth on all these other issues because, like, that's not their specialty. Um, I th- also think a lot of these groups don't realize that churches, I think a lot of them would stay away from going like into someone's churches? religion. Yeah. And they would be afraid of looking into that because why does that matter? Let's just look at what he's done in public. But does
1: that mean we have to like put down all recommendations from no, no, no. every like local group? No, because I like they're those just things. Just so like hay seeds who don't know what they're talking this about. This boils down
0: to a couple of if things. It One is that a r- two reporters separately, at, like that, did the legwork for this. Said, hey no one seems to have made the connection that the church you belong to is led Mm. by this conspiracy theorist Mm -hmm. and isn't that fucked up? Mm -hmm. And also, you're on the board of an organization that hurts women. Isn't that fucked up? And no one else seems to have even mentioned it. It's not like they said, hey, we heard about this, but we looked into it and he's fine. No one's done that. So then they brought it to his attention and his responses were, well, I have nothing to do with that guy. Mm -hmm. All right. And I didn't even know about this group that I'm a board member on, which is like... Okay, fine, but those are weird answers. I don't care if you're black or not. Like, those are bad answers. And like, can't you just tell? How did you end up on this stuff? Well, what do you believe? And guess what? He didn't answer them. And he said, "I support LGBTQ rights. Yeah. I support uh, reproductive rights," which is a good answer, and right. that's fine. Right. So good. Bring it to people's attention. He answered eventually the way he should have answered okay. it. Um, but also. I like the fact tone that this. Your is telling
1: me that you're mad, though.
0: I'm mad because I don't think these are unfair questions, and I don't think people should shy away from digging into this stuff when they can. Portland Public Schools is not I some agree, local, but I board. also
1: don't think that this like digging is more important than the public works that they have done and like demonstrably done. We we his name is on this list of a thing, and obviously yeah. I think it's important. Yeah. Right. Like anti-choice bullshit is yeah. terrible. However. I don't think that his, assuming, what, uh, taking him at his word, right? Assuming what he, yeah, what, that, that he, he didn't was, know he was on it. He yeah, doesn't he support was, that. Maybe he's in this church and they were like, yeah. somebody gave them permission. You can pull anybody from this church and they'll whatever. Um, I guess, I, I don't the, know what like we're the, arguing about anymore. I don't either. Well, I, I'm just confused because to me, the church thing feels like a non-issue because I feel like if you pick, any five churches at random across the country, one of them is going to have a fucking white nationalist at the head of it. Especially Good. Like, and if call it's like everybody sister.
0: who runs for of, office of coor- out on that.
1: Of course. That. However, we're not calling everybody who does that out. We are calling the one progressive black guy who's running for for council. I would believe student that. student council, but I uh, would be- school council. No. School board.
0: school board. I would believe that a lot more if I knew That someone else who was also affiliated with something like that was Mm. not getting called out? Fair point. That's not what's happening here. Because as far as I know, the person he's running against has no connection like that. Now, if I found out she did and no one looked into that, we'd be having a different conversation. But this guy did. It's there. We know the link is there. He's admitted the link is there. He just had to go on record and say, like, yeah, but I don't actually believe any of that shit. so Why are you part of this church? Okay, that's a separate conversation, not school board. But good, bring it up, make him defend it, and make him denounce his own church before you're running for a board that's responsible for kids.
1: I agree. I am just trying to take a step back and take a global view. We should hold everyone accountable for any
0: church they belong to. Yes, however,
1: but if we're starting with the black guy in Portland, it's not a good look. Whatever. Okay. Don't care. Touche. Whatever. I didn't think of (laughs) whatever. My bad. Are we done? We're done. I have to pee. Um, <laughs> I have a lot of things for the bonus episode because yes. I've been writing this whole time. Um, oh, but I'm going to cross a lot of them out because they're boring. Okay. Excellent. Uh, we're going to talk about I went to Medieval Times over the weekend. Uh, we're going to talk about I played Marco Polo in a Holiday Inn pool and I laughed so hard I almost drowned. <laughs> um, I went to Top Golf for the first time. Um, I want to talk about
0: the Hannah Gadsby news special. I'm reading another book. It's good.
1: Good times. You're contributing? I know. You're you're not watching Yellow Jackets, are you? Are you not not staying up with it? Okay, then we're not going to talk about that. I do want to talk about um, my students who I've talked about a few times who are homeschooled. They're going to their high school graduation in Pensacola, Florida. And would you like to hear, just a really quick sneak peek, would you like to hear the dress code for women? Oh, God, what? Obviously, sleeves, Purka. Knee-length dresses. Here's the big one. Ready? No. Loud patterns. <laughs> They're wearing robes, my dude. They're wearing fucking robes, and they can't wear, like, a floral dress. I uh-huh. looked at them and their mom for, like, 20 minutes without blinking because I nice. think I just blacked out. I was so mad. Um, the Movie Waiting for Government. Oh, Drill Team. I really want to talk about my drill team. I, my If you don't know what drill riding is, it's basically, like,
0: I don't know how you're going to get through horses. this in four and a half minutes. No,
1: it's going to be great. Um, my, my writers did one, um, on Friday. It was such hard work and I'm really proud of them. And I'm, I'm going to post the video on our Facebook page.
0: Uh, go to patreon.com slash friendly atheist podcast to support this show. Uh, you can write us at, uh, friendly atheist podcast at gmail.com. And oh, wait, can I do
1: a joke that I, uh, wrote but then didn't get a chance to Go say. Go on. So you know how dudes in the early aughts watched Fight Club and got the wrong lesson from it? Okay. I think my dude Brian from Texas watched House of Cards and he was like, oh, good. Okay, if I do everything that Kevin Spacey does in House of Cards, I will eventually be president? Is that what happens? I don't know. I stopped watching.
0: Not entirely wrong.
1: Was that a good uh, joke to stop the podcast for? No. You can find me on Twitter. I am at Jess Bloomkey. Uh, Hemant, where can we find uh, you? Hemant Meta
0: on Twitter.
1: You can always leave us a... Nope, don't work. We're, we're not done yet. You can always leave us a review. Here's the latest one. An inquiry into the mor- morality of religion. Oh, good. It's a new one. Um, this is from WWLD underscore DMS. Five stars. I love this podcast. Uh, Hemant and Jessica discussed the latest news that relates to religion. They aren't grooming atheists. <laughs> God, grooming atheists. We need to ban grooming, Mm -hmm. except for horses. Mm -hmm. Uh, They're grooming atheists and almost never bother trying to debunk religious dogma. True. The news stories they cover speak volumes about how little morality matters to a religious extremist. This podcast is my weekly reminder of why I'm happy to be an atheist. Oh, this is nice. Hammett and Jessica are (laughs) profoundly committed to social justice for all of us, including the religious. I'm better informed about religious issues and have more insight into how those issues affect our society because I listen every week. This is a very good review. Thank you. This is all of the things I want people to get out of our podcast. Yay. That so infrequently happens. <laughs> Usually it's like just bad boo. Talk to you next week? We'll uh, We're gonna have an early, earlier episode next week next and week. then I'm
0: going off the grid for life. Mm-hmm. All right, see you all soon. Bye. Bye.